0: Happy weekend, everyone. Welcome back to Truth Bombs. I'm joined today by my friend Liberty Austin. She is a firearms instructor and self-defense guru. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. All right. So today we're going to discuss self-defense in relation to the case of Jordan Neely in New York City that's been making so many headlines um, and the young Marine veteran who killed him apparently accidentally- while choking him out on the subway. Now, he, the Marine says that he was trying to protect himself and other subway passengers from this man who was making threats and multiple people, prosecutors even admit Jordan Neely was out there yelling, making threats. So what do you do in a situation like that? That doesn't land you behind bars because the case, we're going to catch you up on Daniel Penny right now. He is the 24-year-old ex-Marine, that blonde guy you saw in the video choking out the black guy, uh, Daniel Penny. Uh, Let's play that first clip of, uh, yeah, the Marine choking Neely.
1: Uh, shortly after 8 a.m this morning daniel Penny surrendered he did so voluntarily and with the
0: sort of dignity and integrity that is characteristic of his history of service to this grateful nation
1: the case will now go to court Uh, we expect
0: an arraignment will occur this afternoon the process will unfold from there. All right. So you're really an expert on a lot of self-defense situations, um, normally with firearms, but I want to get your take on this before I do a really quick shout out me? to the sponsor of my coverage, Health with Ivory, linked down in my description. So collagen is often referred to as our modern day fountain of youth. And for good reason, our body loses its natural ability to produce collagen as we age. This is the reason why We see a visible decline in our skin, hair, and nails. Supplementing collagen can help reverse those visible signs of aging, but we have to make sure we're getting it from the right source. This multi-collagen uses a unique blend of the top five critically most important types of collagen our body need to help bring back the youthfulness in our skin, hair, and nails. Just mix it in your morning drink once a day. It's great in coffee, guys. And watch as your body re-energizes and rejuvenates itself. From inside out, thanks to this powerful blend. If you've ever wondered how celebrities keep their skin, hair, and nails glowing, now you know. Order it today to get a bundle of benefits like VIP health and fitness coaching for life and new downloadable report called the 14 Foods for Amazing Skin, completely free. Be sure to go to healthwithivory.com, link down in the description. Includes uh, 51% off with my link. Uh, Click that more button. If you're on your phone, you'll see the link in my description for health with ivory. I also put it in smoothies uh, as does my mom. We're big fans of it. (laughs) All right. So going back to um, Jordan Neely, Mm -hmm. he is, people are riding the subway in New York and suddenly he starts shouting, demanding money and making threats. According to witnesses, Uh, it, People felt like he was going to attack, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the Marine comes up behind him, wraps his neck, uh, his arm mm-hmm. around his neck, and then uh, two other guys assisted in taking Neely down. He goes limp and then eventually dies. How should people have responded
1: to avoid a death in this situation? So I think the question there is yeah, you know, what's too much force, right? You have a Marine. Penny's a marine. He's he's used to combat, and he's used to probably using those maneuvers to to subdue an enemy. And so, you know, we've seen lots of bad things coming out of the subways in New York. We see lots of violence on subway riders in New York. And so, all that compiled together, you know, you think, how should I react in this situation so that I'm safe and everybody around me is safe? It's it's going to be a really close one to say. I think for for Penny to prove that he used the right amount of force there. You know, we have yet to see if if that's going to play a factor, especially in New York with how the laws are there and everything else. So, right.
0: Yeah. Lawyers with pennies or with Neely's family are saying, mm-hmm. look, he didn't touch anyone. Why did you kill him? He didn't touch right. anyone, which it's a tragic situation. But, you know, there has been, like you said, a ton of subway violence in 2022, the mayor and the governor launched, the subway safety plan investing 171 million in removing homeless people from the subways mm-hmm. because there's been so much violence and bad situations with homeless people hanging out in the subway train system i myself i've ridden the subway system in new york and i have come across these crazy people too that just start shouting just acting strange like they're out of their mind it's very scary Yeah, it was scary. Even here in Houston, actually, I was leaving the coffee shop, and a man outside started shouting and flailing, and I didn't know if he was going to pull out a gun. Mm -hmm. I literally darted into the next door uh, sandwich shop because he was acting like he was about to try to kill people. So I can see the panic that people had in that subway, probably. I I was also going to mention Newsweek reported that Neely actually was arrested 42 times in the past. The, the homeless man who was shouting threats, he's been arrested in the past for assault. Wow. So the threat was real. This guy has genuinely assaulted people. He's trespassed. He's uh, committed transit fraud. The list goes on. Um, here is how ABC covered some of the Neely story he choked fellow New York City subway rider Jordan Neely to death on a train. That case has sparked protests after police initially let Penny go without charging him. Penny says that Neely was threatening him and other passengers and that he never intended to kill Neely. Neely was a familiar Michael Jackson impersonator in New York. His family says he suffered from mental illness and they believe that Penny should be in prison. New York's mayor has also said that Neely did not deserve to die. It sounds like the public pressure yeah. worked because initially the Marine was not charged. Then there were protests. Then he gets charged now. Right. So he turned himself in the update today is he turned himself in. Um, he's charged with second degree manslaughter, which could mm-hmm. carry up to 15 years in prison.
1: Wow. And you know, from what we've seen in all the other headlines where this type of situation happens, too much force to not use force to, to use force. The issue here. It's gonna come down to was he feeling enough of a threat that warranted his his force of action. And so that's what they're gonna be looking at. One thing that I thought was really interesting about this story is that Penny, apparently his mom was killed by a boyfriend or there was some kind of violence there that resulted in his mom's death. So that's already something the defense, his defense is already kind of putting out there to let us know that that might be the direction that their defense might go. I mean, this guy, not only was he in the Marines and he's had to, he's all the war trauma and the PTSD of that possibly, but then also, you know, he was personally affected by, by crime, by, Mm. by uh, assault. And so we probably will see that play out as well, which I thought was really interesting that they threw that out there already.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I'm just wondering your take, if someone has not, touched, I mean, touched anyone Neely didn't touch any of the passengers. Mm-hmm. He was just shouting threats.
1: Is that enough of a threat to for you to touch him to defend yourself? I mean, I don't think so. In my opinion, no, but you know, everybody has their own level of, of boundaries, right? So for me as a female, for, if we were on the subway, and a man was threatening us, it's kind of different there, because we would feel Um, threatened more so than maybe a Marine would, right? So maybe Mm -hmm. they'll play that argument out as to how much danger was he actually in. And that tends to be how these cases usually go that I've seen in the headlines where they try to prove um, that he could have probably just withheld him or restrained him. But like you said, he's had 40 other assaults or 40 other cases pending against him or has been arrested 40 other times. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 42
0: other times, according to Newsweek, which a lot of the mainstream media outlets leave this out. Um, I like I like Newsweek for kind of being a little bit more straight shooter. When I went viral and got covered by all the mainstream media, Newsweek was the one who was a straight shooter, covered my story correctly. So (laughs) Um, I I appreciate them for mentioning that Neely was, in fact, a violent guy because CNN was Mm -hmm. portraying him as this peaceful dancer. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's they definitely a lot of the media spun this uh this story out of control. So New York Times was doing multiple stories a day mm-hmm. on this Neely chokeout case. Meanwhile, uh and, and they were playing the race card too because mm-hmm. it's a blonde guy choking out a black guy. Meanwhile, an actual race related story like r- actual racial discrimination was playing out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, it was covered zero times. You saw ABC cover Neely. ABC covered the case in Tulsa, which was a shooting murder, execution of two white guys by a black guy. Mm -hmm. New York Times covered that story zero times. It's still playing out right now after this suspect has been arrested. Um, And so now when you see these two stories run parallel and police are blatantly police are saying this black man um this was a hate crime like we have evidence that he hated white people and that's why he executed two white people he didn't know in the back of their heads yet the mainstream media is not covering Such this case, case. Mm-hmm. but this choke out um an accidental killing is multiple stories a day because it fits the narrative of white going after black. Right. Which is what I've been, I've been trying to raise awareness of this deceptive narrative in the media because it's, mm-hmm. it's really dividing the country unnecessarily by race. Absolutely. Um, as a crime reporter for nine years, I witnessed so many, I, I was on the scene of so many cases and it was always a mix of different races Mm-hmm. It was not what you see in the news. It's always a white guy, white guy going after a black guy. And so, and I, I, when I left Fox, I, I, one of the things I blew the whistle on that people don't talk about is that the only source, the, the media screens all of these incidents mm-hmm. to choose which one will go to the national level. And it has to be a white guy going after a black guy to make the national level. So in Tulsa, Oklahoma, all we have is the local news covering that case. So let's look at the local news clip of what happened there. It's pretty horrifying. Tulsa County prosecutors charged the man accused of murdering two innocent victims in Tulsa. They've now charged him with a hate crime. Police say Carlton Guilford shot and killed London Hathcock at the Rudisill Library and then shot James McDaniel at a quick trip minutes later.
1: News on Six is Reagan Ledbetter is live with the new details from prosecutors. Reagan.
0: Greg and Laurie, District Attorney Steve Kunzweiler says based on the evidence, they, they believe Guilford shot both men because they were white. Now, Oklahoma's uh, hate crime is called malicious intimidation or harassment, which is a misdemeanor.
1: The information suggests that Ray's had a, played a role in it. I feel like that's something that uh, we can prove and would be uh, something that a uh, judge or jury obviously needs to listen to. So we'll, we'll present that information along with everything else.
0: Guilford is charged with two counts of first-degree murder for killing Hathcock and McDaniel and two counts of shooting with intent to kill for shooting at two QT employees who were not hurt. Investigators say Guilford shot both men in the head from behind. They say Guilford continued to shoot McDaniel after he was already on the ground and even reloaded his gun and shot McDaniel in the head again. Guilford is being held without bond in the Tulsa County jail and prosecutors
1: say that's needed in order to keep people safe. Whenever you're talking about a, a dynamic where the safety of the public is is at risk, uh, in, in my mind, uh, somebody who's killing somebody or doing harm towards somebody who they don't know, uh, that, that really amps things up. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy.
0: Yeah, um, so the news reported there that police have not released why they know that this was a hate crime against white people, but they said they have solid evidence to bring to court that shows this is a hate crime. Um, and the media normally loves to cover hate crimes. But right. But not a, this one. <laughs> when it's a black <laughs> killing white it doesn't fit the narrative. So these parallels right here really show a glaring view of like, when I, when I say there's a narrative out there, I'm not just talking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, they will, the national media will suppress a true horrifying story of the radicalization of a black man. Now, I think that man was radicalized by the mainstream media Mm -hmm. narrative. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The American people are getting pumped into their heads that white people hate black people, that they're out hunting black people. And it's, Primarily a completely false story. I'd say primarily because, right. yes, there's a handful of weirdos here and there, but the vast majority right.
1: do not feel this way. And the mainstream media's silence speaks volumes, really, when you think about it. It's just saying so much louder that there is a problem and an issue with how they're delivering the news um, to us. And it's, 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 it's not impartial. It's always going to be for the narrative that they want to exploit. No matter what, yeah,
0: I hate that. I, I hate that it's causing this big racial divide that the media just pounds into people's heads. Just hypes these stories, multiple stories a day, mm-hmm. of Neely getting choked out by a white man with the implication he choked him because he's black. Right. It's really damaging to and deceptive to the culture. And I have black friends who wonder if white people are out to get black people just because they're black and it's a false story. So um, I was going to mention that last year, just one of the many subway mm-hmm. incidents involved a woman, um, a woman was waiting for the subway train and this homeless man with mental issues threw her. He, he just shoved her mm-hmm. right in front of the subway train as it was coming instantly killed this woman. So horrifying, why did he do it? Because he was screwed up in the head. Um, so these psychotic homeless people mm-hmm. roaming the dungeons of the subway system, it's truly horrifying and scary. Absolutely. And so I just wonder what that woman's family thinks of the Jordan Neely case because I mean it's it's tragic that he was killed in a chokeout, but was would he have killed someone else? You know, that that woman's family definitely learned the hard way that,
1: yes, these homeless people are kill- capable of killing. And since he's not being punished, in his mind, he can just get away with whatever he wants. Because he's not really facing any punishment ever for any of his crimes so far.
0: Neely, yeah, if you're arrested yeah. 42 times and you're still, you just jump right back out on the streets. That's our criminal justice system these days. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Um So I actually – actually, so One American News had me on to discuss this a little bit. Um, Dan Ball brought up some really interesting statistics on the biased narrative and the amount of times that, like, white supremacy has been used in the news um, or, like, oppression of black people has been talked about in the news – Literally just in the past decade alone, it just shot up. Ten years ago, there was a dramatic increase. And I saw it. I was starting my journalism career. And I was like, hey, I think there's a big slant about race that we're not actually seeing on the streets. Um, Sure enough. So we discussed that. And and the the fact that the media lies through omission. If they keep out the fact that there are, you know, all these other stats that actually balance it out, Mm -hmm. then the American people think that there's a massive race problem. Uh, So we have that clip from OAN with Dan. I've been saying this, the biggest way the media lies is through omission. Yes. American people get in a tizzy and they believe that officers are out hunting or that white people in general uh, want to kill black people. And it's a very, it's, it's been so damaging to our culture. I think all of us have seen the racial divide and, and the racial tensions grow oh, yes. over the past decade.
1: 2013 is when they started tracking it at Nexus Lexus and 10 years of legacy media doing this, whether it's by omission or by language. And they're slowly poisoning and brainwashing the American people. You know who just put it almost just like you did this week? Tucker Carlson, when he announced he's going over to Twitter.
0: The news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. There you go. You're manipulated and lied to through omitting giant swaths of facts. You were talking about the Allen shooting Mm -hmm. in
1: Texas. Yeah, so just going along with what you're saying here, the narrative, right? Uh, with Neely, he was not outed on the media by saying he had, you know, this racist ideology, right? But then you have the Allen Premium Mall Outlet shooting, and the guy is Mexican, and the media only goes directly to that he was claiming that he had white supremacist ideology, right? That's the headline.
0: So. That's- I have this NBC News headline right at the top. Mm-hmm. He was a suspected neo-Nazi sympathizer. Exactly. <laughs> His name is Mauricio Garcia. Yeah, Not, not a common white name. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not... Look, there's... There, it may be that some Mexicans sympathize with white supremacy. I don't know. Because I I know this African guy... He, he immigrated to America and he got to a point like a year or two ago where he was like getting radicalized somehow and sympathizing with like white supremacy hmm. as a black man from Africa. So interesting. Um, meaning like despising black Americans, which actually is pretty common amongst Africans who immigrate to the U.S. They hate African or they hate like really black people in America. It's a weird thing, but it caused him to come off as like white supremacist. I was like, how does that work? But it can happen. So perhaps it's true that Mauricio Garcia is a white supremacist. I don't know, but the way the media spins these mm-hmm. narratives so much causes us to doubt it a lot.
1: Especially if they're leading with that
0: and calling him a neo-Nazi sympathizer. Well, look, I didn't think neo-Nazi was a thing, so, you know, for the longest. I was like, this is some BS invented by the media. Mm-hmm. Until Kanye, <laughs> freaking Kanye comes. I <laughs> am like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Someone brainwashed Kanye? Like, oh my goodness, who's Kanye, a, Kanye. who is Kanye? is good like nobody what um so anything goes now i guess um hopefully kanye came back to his senses i hope so (laughs) all right so you brought up you brought up this bill to me that so get this guys a an assault weapons bill
1: Mm -hmm.
0: was introduced in texas in texas to ban assault
1: weapons for people Right. Under twenty-one, right? It's Bill twenty-seven forty-four, and it's banning them for uh for you have to be twenty-one and over to to be able to buy, an AR fifteen, that type of white that type of firearm,
0: and it surprisingly moved forward initially, mm-hmm. which is very unlike Texas. Right. Show, I'm sure Beto O'Rourke was thrilled. Um, but it was um. Well, it says here that on Tuesday, lawmakers failed to ensure the bill met a key deadline, arguably leaving the measure, barring any extraordinary maneuver from lawmakers dead this legislative session. So it has died and they missed a deadline. Oops. Texans 18 and up will still be able to buy assault weapons. What's an assault weapon?
1: So there's no such thing as an assault weapon. Um, but it is a, an AR-15 usually is what they're, that type of rifle, um, semi-automatic rifle is what they're referring to as an assault weapon. So okay, I like to, the media's termed it assault weapon.
0: So the families of the kids in the Uvalde shooting, mm-hmm. they were big proponents of this bill. Yeah, They felt like if someone had to be 21 to buy an AR-15, then they're, their kids would still be alive.
1: Right. Right. And that's, that's, that's the argument that's been, you know, going on there. And I know the police in that situation really failed everyone. And I feel like that was the main drive there. If he couldn't have bought a, an AR 15, could he have stolen one? I mean, would he have still done the same thing? I I I forget that guy's age. Was he 18? I believe he was 19. I, I don't remember for sure, but I think he was under 21 for sure wow yeah yeah and then you have um you know going back to the allentown shooting you have that guy shot eight killed eight people in Mm -hmm. that shooting but then in brownsville last week as well you had a guy who ran over and killed eight people with his car what i didn't even hear about this yeah so you have okay so it's is it the ar or is it the the fact that evil people are getting away with you're going to get away with what they want to get away with no matter what they use that guy killed eight People with his car. And that was in the same week that the Allentown shooter killed eight people with his gun. So you tell me. I mean,
0: so horrifying. Mm -hmm. Well, look, regardless of how you feel, our Constitution protects everyone's right to bear arms. Like, that's the basic facets of our Constitution. So, you know, that's the Second Amendment. So if you don't like it, you have to leave the country, basically. There's Absolutely. a lot of different countries that ban guns. There's one just north of us you can try. Yeah. But in America, we've th- that's just the law. It's the law. So, But a lot of people have been working to change the Second Amendment. And it has been
1: altered in
0: ways, hasn't it?
1: You're the expert on this. On the Second Amendment? Yes. Having altered it? Well, I mean, I know um, the ultimate goal, I believe, of the Democrats is to get rid of our second amendment. I think they're going to have a very difficult time ever really doing that. But if they can cause enough damage to, with these laws, they get us caught up with with certain things. I think that that would um, be almost an equivalent to it in some ways, because, you know, they're going to disarm people who are law abiding citizens who deserve to protect themselves.
0: Right. I just think back to um, Nazi Germany and how they, mm-hmm. you know, Hitler first, um, seized everyone's weapons Mm -hmm. with the same sort of verbiage of like, well, there's, you know, people are getting hurt too much with guns. So let's get rid of them all. And that's when um, he really easily took over. So I just don't want that to
1: happen again in America. Uh, Um, And I hate the argument that is uh, our founding fathers didn't mean an AR-15. They were talking about something totally different. That's that's the most like worn out argument I've heard at this point. You know the differences in that, but I think the point is what our founding fathers were trying to get across was we don't want to be disarmed by our government because we want to be able to stand up to them and protect ourselves against the government. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: yeah, because the founding fathers had just gotten through doing that themselves with England, but you know, so Joe Biden responded to this argument. You probably saw Joe Biden's like he's like, oh, that's a Bogus argument because even if you have like all these assault weapons, you're, you still can't stand a chance against the US military. Oh, okay. you're gonna need a fighter jet yourself. Like the American people need a fighter jet to uh, if they're actually gonna have a shot in hell okay. against the US government. So just give us your ARs.
1: <laughs> That's Joe Biden's argument. Oh, that one in the deer don't need Kevlar vests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that argument that he gives. Like, shut up already with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, what's the comments section saying?? <laughs> Not even a fighter jet would help.. That? Oh, that um, lefties should just have a trade program with conservative people in Europe, Canada, o- o- Oz and New Zealand, etc. We'd love to go there, and they can come here. Um, yeah, just – that's right. A trade-out program. Like, I send our leftists to Australia and Canada, and the the right-wingers from Australia and Canada come here. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Lies of a mission are often looked over like they could never lie to us. Older people are more of a target, but younger people – are more impressionable in general. Younger people seem to. I feel like younger people take the news with a grain of salt a lot. Well, that varies, though. That varies. Mm-hmm. I had um, so I. Well, one of the people that I that I work with um, in freelance, he was. Um, we were doing a remote call for the news I'm on the news uh, news call with this guy and his daughters in the background. We're talking about this climate change story and how it like climate change is causing extra stress among school children. <laughs> and, oh, uh, nice. and he's like, he's like asking his daughter, like, do you believe in climate change? She's like, yes, dad, everyone does. <laughs> it's very serious. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe kids aren't, aren't independent thinkers. Like I thought, <laughs> and, her, and her dad, it's so funny. The dad's like, I hate I hate to break it to you, honey, but like not not to you know belittle your concerns, but it's all fake.
1: (laughs) Right. And and the indoctrination is real. It's so school and crazy.
0: Uh, well, F sixteens are available for private sales. Well, there you go, guys. We need our rich friends to stock up on F sixteens so that we can validate Biden's point. We'll be like, hey, Biden Biden just said, Biden told me to <laughs> do it. He said we could do it. But You know, like, what's up? why is the ATF at my door? I'm just following <laughs> Biden's suggestion.
1: That's right. The president <laughs> said that we could do it.
0: Oh <laughs> Yeah, it's so dumb to say you can't fight the army with your Air 15, so you should give them up. Like, well, if they're so useless, why do you want us to give them up? Exactly. exactly. Well... Right. Well, his point would be because they kill school children, but they can't kill military members. That's what he'd say. All right. So in other developing news, Title 42 has expired and our border is oh, wider open than ever. Um, so Title 42 was a pandemic era policy. Title 42 was actually invented in in the early 1900s uh, to prevent um, plagues from coming from overseas on, into our borders. So, when the pandemic happened, Trump seized that opportunity to seal up the border and shut down migration that way. Um, so, Title 42 was enacted for three years. And now there's not really an excuse. Obviously, the pandemic's over. So, they extended it a lot. And now, finally, they've gotten rid of it meaning you can't just throw a migrant out for, you know, cause, Oh, you might, you're coming from a country that has a, an illness. So we're going to cast you out. So the word got out in other countries that 42 was going away. So more migrants started to board trains and come to our Southern border and is absolutely out of control right now. Um, I actually have some footage from yesterday in Brownsville. Mm -hmm. Uh, So here's what happened. Um, So Governor Abbott here in Texas has been doing a lot since Biden doesn't seem to be doing much. Um, Abbott keeps deploying the Texas National Guard along the border, and he's putting up razor wire. Now, that is not the same as a border wall, let me tell you. Here's a clip of where they had razor wire in Brownsville, Texas, and literally... The National Guard is physically holding these people back. Uh huh. Fortunately there are bar the other one. Here. Kamala said our border is secure,
1: so we're all right. Well, the thing is, a lot of people are you know, blaming Abbott for you know the failure at the border. Some of it, some Texans are really upset about that. But the thing with Texas is that our constitution is the longest constitution in the entire country, Texas's versus everybody else's. And in fact, our governor has less power. The, the lieutenant governor has more power than, than Abbott. So all he can do, these little stunts, like where he's sending the, the immigrants off to Kamala's house or whatever, all those things—it's all that's all he can do to try to gain the support of wow. the other uh, Texas representatives to help with the crisis and deploy the um, the National Guard.
0: I didn't realize he lacked power. That makes me yep. go a little easier on him because I because I a lot of times I do feel like Abbott's mm-hmm. just pulling some stunt
1: to get votes so he can get reelected as governor. But no, that's all he has. He has wow. no other. Our constitution is the longest one. And because when we were our own country, interestingly enough, uh, our founding fathers of, of Texas, right? We're Texas, Texas strong. Um, they didn't want the government to take over. They wanted states' power more than anything. And so we're seeing the effects of that. Where Abbott really can't do anything. He's a great governor. He just he's his hands are tied. Wow. So. Well, you know, as soon as
0: Biden became president, he halted the border wall construction. So there's all these, if you go to the border, I've gone a couple times since I went independent and you see these piles of wall material just sitting there, mm-hmm. not being, nothing's being built, like rusting. Um, I think Biden was, or Abbott was able to get control, uh, get secure the opportunity to start rebuilding the border himself, so... I actually respected that because on my second visit to to, uh, the border, I did see construction work happening with the actual wall, which Mm -hmm. is ridiculously tall, ridiculously strong. But in the meantime, most of what you see on the border, I mean, there's parts that are just completely unprotected. But then there's a lot of other parts where the media might go, you know, let's put up some razor wire to act like that's helping. Um, So I I showed you, uh, this next clip you'll see is uh, my second visit to uh, the border, which was last spring. And I showed how effective the razor wire is at the Rio Grande. Fortunately, there are barbed wire fences to keep migrants from crossing. Sometimes those fences look a little trampled down. It's unclear why. That's great no idea how those uh, those little fences get trampled down but uh abbott did his best to to
1: erect them he has to check those boxes i was gonna say <laughs> why didn't you try that i well, tried that i
0: mean it should be none of his business right this is a national issue absolutely it's, the president's the executive branch is supposed to defend our borders Um, so I do, I give credit to Abbott for at least trying, but you saw how trampled down the razor wire was and the piles of clothes. It looks like a laundry hanging situation. It's like they got snagged as they were walking through in there. Well, what happens is all these people swim across the Rio Grande and they take off their soaking wet clothes. There's this protocol. I don't know who is training people on how to cross the border, but they all come through the same with this airtight sealed plastic bag with a change of clothes. They swim the Rio Grande. They take off the wet clothes, open that bag, put on dry clothes, and proceed into our country illegally. So when you see those piles of laundry, like I showed, on the razor wire,
1: it's just it's so <laughs> ironic that literally they're like, yeah, I'm going to use your razor wire as a clothes <laughs> hanger. That's how effective it is. Maybe the coyotes are uh, they're, uh, giving some info sessions out there. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. Someone
0: is... Well, I think there were pamphlets from the Red Cross found deep in Mexico on how to cross the border. So,
1: like, what the heck? Thanks, Red Cross. But it
0: was... um, I mean, there were sections where you couldn't even see the ground. There was so much laundry that was left by these people crossing the borders Mm -hmm. that I witnessed. And a lot of it was little kids, like, tiny socks. And it's just crazy uh, how these people you know, whole families risk so much, in many cases, solo children risk so much. That's one of the most horrifying things. Like how bleak can it be in that mm-hmm. origin nation to say, I'm going to feed my child to a coyote because that's going to be better than, the,
1: better than yeah. the current situation. Like, That is so true. And that's why I get so mad when people are anti-American or they, they talk bad about our country when you know, people are dying to get into our country. We live in the greatest country in the world, no matter what anybody says, the global, I think the global minimum wage in the whole world is $1. ninety. Our poorest person in the United States is a thousand times better off than $1. ninety a day that they're making in India, China, and other parts of the world. And we should be grateful my coffee at Starbucks costs $5. I mean, I'm, you know, literally it's just okay. such, a, such a huge contrast.
0: Right. 100 percent. Actually, I think it was the Daily Blast just the other day who is one of their hosts was talking about foreign countries are literally telling their people not to come to America due to the mass shootings. So people are choosing not to come to America due to shootings. And I was like, I don't know if that's true. If you look at our border. Right. (laughs) I don't know. But. Who knows? Did you hear that the United Nations came over to, to the U.S. to research our race problem? Really? The media propaganda got all the way to the United Nations where they're like, we need to study why black people are being hunted by white people. And I'm sure they quickly learned once they were on the ground that this is a that's false, false, like, fictional tale being to- told through um, hand-picking stories. So, um <laughs> Interesting stuff, but uh, yeah, so CNN was reporting that Title 8 will now go into effect since Title 42 has been lifted. This is what the migrants don't know, is like this, you're still going to be stopped at the border, and the Remain in Mexico policy keeps being implemented and taking away, implemented, taken away, but Trump was a big proponent of Remain in Mexico, meaning if your excuse for illegally crossing our border is asylum... Then you still have to stay in Mexico until you prove that it's asylum, uh, which then Biden admin wanted to take that away. Um, so Title Eight basically is actually more harsh now that Title Forty Two is going away. Um, now, if someone gets stopped for Title Eight, they'll face a swift deportation. And a ban from re-entry for five years. And if they're still caught crossing, then they can face criminal prosecution. Why not face criminal cr- prosecution to begin with? The first time. Right. Yeah. But at least at least we got Title a guys. So that's the border situation, you guys. I hadn't covered it on my show lately until now I feel like the the mainstream media has been doing a good job of covering it lately mm-hmm. which is why I haven't because now that I'm independent I always try to fill in the blanks where mm-hmm. where the media is yeah. not covering it so yeah they're joining
1: the, the game a little bit too late
0: yeah at least they're kind of highlighting what's happening my so my old classmate at Syracuse we went to journalism school together he now works for CNN I believe it is or is it ABC now? Anyway, he was deep. They they sent him deep into Mexico to cover this train mm-hmm. coming all the way through Mexico filled with migrants going straight for our border to illegally cross. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's working for the mainstream big shots in there. They're doing a good job of covering that. So I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm not going to go deep into Mexico. I'm not trying to get
1: caught caught by the cartoon. I don't even go to the border of Mexico.
0: I'm I'm their prize their, their prized uh, <laughs> possession. You know they'll they'll um they'll kidnap me and to bribe Biden. Like we'll give her back if you do this and Biden will be like, you can take her. She's always trash talking me anyway. <laughs> so, that's why I can't go to Mexico. <laughs> No, actually, I went to Mexico for a wedding in February, and I survived. <laughs> <laughs> and were in
1: Where, a cartel country, too. Yeah. I was, I was was I it. Cartel,
0: it was Playa del Carmen oh near Cancun. Goodness. That's cartel
1: country?
0: Usually the blondes are a target. Oh, like. that, one, that, that one. I one. was Well, when it came to getting a taxi from the airport to the resort, I felt extremely vulnerable because, it's, well, for one – You have to trust that it's a real taxi company, not the cartels shipping you wherever, but also what they were charging. So I I didn't know that pesos have the same dollar sign as U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. So it was like eighteen hundred pesos for a taxi ride. It looked like eighteen hundred dollars. And I was like, that's outrageous. And then they're like, "No, no, 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 it's pesos. And and so I had to trust that it was pesos while they ran my card, and then I'm like checking, Let's see if it was eighteen
1: hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred <laughs> just come up. fortunately they were honest, but I was like, I feel so vulnerable.
0: <laughs> You're brave. Uh,
1: You're brave for going. That's
0: like yeah. go
1: with a
0: Mexican. That's right. Go. I needed to go with a Mexican, but
1: but yeah. even then, my sister went a couple of months ago too, and people who were trying to park a car at the resort were not actual valets. So they were just giving these fake valets money, and they never did anything with their car. Exactly. And they are stealing the car. Speakers. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, my God. doesn't matter they, anymore. So they didn't steal the car, did they? No. So they're just basically saying- But they saying, just left it there. They'll go park your car. <laughs> like $100. And then the parking police tows you
0: exactly. because you didn't get your car moved. That's and then the resort is like, that's all included. You don't have to pay for that. Oh my god. Oh, gosh. I just paid somebody 50 bucks. And right before I headed down there, I saw headlines about like the cartels like surrounding like Uber drivers to kidnap Americans. And I'm like, oh, what are we getting into? But, Somehow I feel like you would have gotten out of that.
1: <laughs> I could, just walked well, right out of it. I
0: get really aggressive if I need to. Like, yeah. I I mean I almost got kidnapped by an Uber driver. Did I tell you? No, it's so scary. Um, it was like an Eastern European guy. Um, I I had to drive to the airport at like 4 a.m. Mm. So it was this early morning ride to the airport, and he just kept going north on the freeway. He he missed the airport exit, and and you know I I realized it shortly after, and then I'm. Um, I'm like oh maybe it was a mistake as he whizzes by the next exit and I'm like Ooh. hey you just missed two exits we are past the airport now and he stays in silence he just keeps going that is so and scary. I started going louder like hey you need to turn around and he's like in silence it's just he's just taking me somewhere it was like so scary and uh but I got really, I started shouting, I shoved my phone, I put it on my own GPS, put my f- phone in front of his face and like, take me to the airport. And I was very aggressive. Good, Even though I'm a little female, like I acted okay. threatening, like Jordan mm-hmm. Neely did. <laughs> and it worked,
1: I guess he finally relented. He's like, okay, this one's going to be too much of a fight to kidnap. Uh- <laughs> And for those of your listeners out there, your viewers out there that don't know, Houston is crazy like that. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. You have to be on alert here in the city all the time. Yeah. I've had friends that that's happened to as well.
0: I should. I didn't even think to call 911, but I should have called 911 as he was taking me away. Right. But he finally turned around. Once I was screaming, he knew exactly what he was doing. He was finally like, okay, fine. He takes the exit and has to turn back around. But, yeah, it is creepy stuff out there. Creepy. All right. Checking the comments section. Mm Da. H-Town getting worse. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, Crime in all of the major cities has gotten worse since the pandemic. And I don't know if that's because mental health has gotten so bad Mm -hmm. or if it's because... We have horrible district judges right now. I know that, I, I, don't, I don't remember how long these district judges have been in place, but currently in, in Houston, we have district judges who will let a murderer out with a slap on the wrist. So there's sure. no incentive not to do crime. If you have an, a tendency to do crime, you're very incentivized to continue doing crime. You get a slap on the rest, you leave, and you have all this street cred like, yeah, I'm a killer, there's rap songs about me, you know. So it's it's really dangerous in Houston. Who's the NGO? Um, thing the mainstream isn't covering ivory is that non-government organizations, NGOs, helping them get here and supporting them once they're here. Yes, so I uncovered that when I was down at the border the first time actually, turns out Border Patrol is working directly with Catholic charities to traffic migrants into the United States Uh with our tax dollars. And uh, nobody would tell me what qualifies a migrant to get a golden ticket on a US airline into the United States, but I I watched how it happened. So these big school buses that are painted white were contracted by the Border Patrol to go down to the Rio Grande, pile up all the migrants. Mm-hmm. Border Patrol drives the migrants to Catholic Charities, which is right in town. Um, in This was in McAllen. And then uh, Catholic Charities um, gives the migrant a little goodie bag, uh, a manila envelope with plane tickets and money. It says on the envelope, I don't speak English. Where do I need to go? So they could show this so people in the airport will direct them. And then um, Catholic Charities gets the migrant a taxi to the airport. And this is all with our tax dollars. Our tax dollars fund that migrant's airport flight deep into the U.S. You know, it was states across the nation that these migrants were flying to. And Border Patrol wouldn't tell me why these people get chosen to fly into the U.S. and why why certain ones go to certain states. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a national security issue we're not going to talk about. Oh, really, dude? That's even <laughs> scarier. <laughs> yeah, so you're 100% right. And it's on Catholic Cherry's website that they um, – Receive that government funding to help with the migrant situation. But what they're doing is trafficking people who've broken the law and invaded our country further into the US on a cushy ride into the US with a plane ticket bought by yours and my hard earned money. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, I covered that. And, I, and I'm shocked that more of the media is not covering that. And I bet you it's still happening, honestly. I'm looking at your comments. Um, I wanted to show you guys an update in this case with Trump's uh, uh, rape accuser, Eugene Carroll. Now, as soon as he was running for president, all of a sudden all these rape accusers come out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. right? He he has dealt with so many legal situations. It's insane. Anyway, she was just – so she accused this woman. She was an Elle magazine journalist in the '90s, she accused. Just in like 2019, she decided to say that back in the '90s, Trump raped her in an apartment store. Um, department store. So she, the update is that she was just awarded five million dollars for her accusation. Wow. Well, here's here's actually what happened. She says he raped me. Trump says no, I didn't. I don't even know who this person is. You're not my type. You're not my type. Ta- yes. <laughs> I don't know who she is. She's not my type. Um, this had happened allegedly over two decades prior, and now she's just coming out with it. Um, so she sues him for defamation. He should be suing her for defamation. <laughs> but she, she's like, you defamed me by saying that you didn't rape me. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and she gets awarded $5 million, you guys. Wow. So uh, the there's a screenshot here. The update is Trump. Well, no, if you go up. There's a screenshot of the court document. Trump has, yeah, Trump appeal. Yeah, he's appealed the case. Uh, Here's the new court document. He has appealed against E. Jean Carroll saying that, you know, he's not interested in paying that $5 million. Okay, so let's go to the actual clip. Um, I just, I like talking about this story so that I can play the clip again of E. Jean Carroll and Anderson Cooper. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's one of my favorite interviews. Here it is. The word rape carries so many sexual
1: connotations. This was not, this was not sexual.
0: It just, it, it hurt. It just, it just, you know.
1: But I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think sexual.
0: most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm.
1: Let's take a short we'll break. Think of the fantasies. We've got to take a sh- quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side.
0: You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> oh, my gosh. his nervous laugh at the end. Let's take a short break. <laughs> she was coming on to him hard. You're fascinating. Will you make me- <laughs> Like, what the heck? So, um... With this big news update, I am waiting for Anderson to have her back on his show. (laughs) Ah, Do you think he will? She got a crush on him. Oh, yeah. She'll be sad to find out he's gay. (laughs) But anyway, uh, they think of rape. She thinks of rape as sexy. She gave that away. So, therefore, she has no leg to stand on. Anyway. uh, Screw so I was going to play the clip of Trump's reaction to her, too, of uh, like when people asked him about E. Jean Carroll, he said this. I have no idea who she is. Uh, what she did is it, it's terrible. What's going on? So it's a total false accusation, and I don't know anything about her. And she's made this charge against us. Other- Anyway, I saw a video of, like, the media fawning over her as she left court. People were shouting, you're so brave, E. Jean Carroll, Um, which I see it as a money grab.
1: Of course.
0: So I'm just like,
1: this is is not good. And it's offensive to women who have been sexually assaulted that, you know, they bring out this kind of stuff out in the media. They play it out in the media, and they just – essentially belittling every woman who's ever actually been raped been sexually assaulted and
0: yeah stories like hers mm-hmm. cause us to not believe actual rape stories right. which is a crying shame because actual rapes definitely happen and but some bs like her story really causes you to to wonder about other people too absolutely motive there especially if you think you can get five million dollars off of it gosh yeah which is why I was, so, with the Sean Watson case here in Houston, I was very skeptical of those women, too. It seemed like they were mm-hmm. doing a money grab, maybe, because I had seen e. aging Carroll's story first. But, um, you know, for people who don't know, the Texans star quarterback at the time was accused of sexually assaulting, like, 25 massage therapists wow. while they were massaging him. And... Um, when you read through the details in these court cases, a lot of it is a bunch of BS. Um, like, I mean, it's just, it, you think that he raped them. Like, no, it like, I felt uncomfortable while I was massaging him. Cause he told me to massage him in this area or something. Um, which is still, I, I think it's never good to make your massage therapist feel uncomfortable, but, um, it was just like also this is something very difficult to prove also you're trying to get a bunch of money so is this a legitimate
1: situation i still right. don't know in regards to deshaun watson is it like were the masseuses naked while this is all happening because i'm not no sure. they
0: were they were saying in the court documents that it was like a very professional sort of situation they took their massage therapy business very seriously And that he tried to make it, he tried to turn it sexual. And that, well, at one point, like for one of them said that he like got an erection and turned and like tried to touch her with it and things like that. So and another one said that he did he did the happy baby pose in yoga where you hold you hold your legs up and wanted her to massage in there, you know. (laughs) So it's just like really weird, <laughs> weird stuff, weird stuff. Um, and I don't know; I still don't know what to believe about his case. Um, I don't know, right? So, and cases like Eugene Carroll cause us to be like, yeah, I don't know if this accuser is real. Which is why a lot of accusers, I think, stay quiet because they don't want to be come after. Like you're fake, right? So you know when their story's real. So it's an issue.
1: Well, it's like kind of reminds me of I used to volunteer to, at a rape crisis center, and um, I used to have to go visit the women that were raped at their bedside in the hospital. And some of them were homeless women that just wanted us to sleep somewhere warm for the night, you know. And it kind of really did take when the 16 year old came in that was date raped. Um, it, it was really sad to see that the police really just didn't take anybody seriously anymore because you just uh-huh. didn't know who wanted a warm bed to sleep in and who was actually. Uh you know, rape, and that's kind of the same thing with this right? Carol Lady. Right. It's sad. Yeah.
0: Uh let's check the comment section. What are people saying? Um yeah, Eugene was crazy. You're saying she was crazy. Why did she wear a Halloween mask to Anderson's show? Yeah, that's just how she looks, guys. She was born that way. She's she's not my type. That was back in the night. Maybe she was hot in the nineties. Twenty-five massage therapists at the same time? No, all, all separate. I guess he would find them on Instagram and ask them to massage him, and they'd see this big blue, blue check athlete. Like, oh, this is my chance to like
1: make my career mm-hmm. as a massage therapist.
0: You know, if you're massage. So he was focus. sliding
1: into the DMs and asking for. Okay, yeah, yeah it's kind of sus. Yeah. It is. (laughs) And there were screenshots of the,
0: of the messages. So there might be some there there. I don't know. Uh, But his girlfriend went back to him after all that. Really? Yeah. So So she wanted that rock.
1: change the subject.
0: Change the subject?
1: Have your chickens laid in the eggs.
0: No, they haven't. So every day is like Easter for me. I go outside and I hunt for eggs. (laughs) Uh, No, (laughs) McLevin, they have not laid any eggs to my knowledge, unless I'm just not finding them. I searched the nooks and crannies of my yard, but no eggs so far. And, you know, one person made a good point. Maybe they're young. I don't know the age of my chickens. Maybe they're too young to lay eggs. Did you get them as babies? or No, I got them just... Like two weeks ago as adults. Look at them. They're running past the window yeah, right now. Really I feel like they always know when I'm podcasting and they come to the window. They want to see. Um, oh, can you show? Can you show on the camera? Um, yeah, I can. Um, yeah, check this out, you guys. JJ is going to turn the camera around. They're literally watching our podcast again. This happened <laughs> the last Truth Bombs. They went to a different window. The last Truth Bombs. Um, but yeah, you no. Know, so they were—they looked like adult hens when I bought them, but maybe they're just not quite old enough to lay eggs. That's my hope, or or maybe it's some of that questionable feed. Look at them—they're watching through the window. My two chickens. Can you believe this? They come over. They're probably hungry. They're like, please feed us, because their feed. So we had a big storm here in Houston, and um, their feed got all soggy. Um, and uh so I, I need to put some fresh feed out there
1: those are cute i feel like i'm on a today's show you know in the big window in new york there's chickens
0: yes <laughs> i love it um yeah you're saying it could be the food you're feeding them look into it i know Can- candace owens highlighted this this uh questionable scenario about feed purina might be the culprit now, my friend Chicken Mike said that his friends were feeding their ch- chickens Purina and didn't have a problem. So, I just
1: don't know. Uh, you know what I learned about how you can tell if it's a boy chicken or a girl chicken? How? Do you know? Well, yeah, because the roosters, are, they're taller. They have. I mean they're when they're figs. babies. Oh, no. Because it's really interesting. How do you tell? So, you get pick them up by their legs and you put them on your finger. The boys will peck at your finger to get up. The girls will just like lay there.
0: Oh really? And that's how you
1: know if it's a boy or a girl. Wow. So the
0: boys are more aggressive, yeah. just, just like human men. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the girls are like, no, I'm not getting dirty.
0: <laughs> not breaking. Wow. Out. <laughs> that's so good to know because yeah. I know a lot of people when people get backyard chickens, the mm-hmm. issue is they get them as chicks. One of them turns out to be a rooster, and then they're in trouble with the HOA. So
1: That's how you know. the rooster's
0: crow. And it says that
1: they only eggs
0: might as well Oh, they're just cute little pets right now. They're kind of like dogs. They're like, instead of having a pet dog in the backyard, I have chickens running around. <laughs> I think it's a good aesthetic in the backyard to Beautiful so to brown chickens running around. And hopefully getting rid of some of the bugs out there. They like to I eat know. a lot of grass. They've been eating my grass. I don't have to mow the lawn as much. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but their poop is an issue. They've been pooping a lot. Really? Which is going to fertilize the grass, but they also pooped near my lawn furniture. Oh, no. So that, I did actually step in some some chicken poop. But anyway, okay, we're, we're past the hour mark, you guys. We keep this show at an hour. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this has been Truth Bombs. Liberty Austin, her Instagram is linked down in my description. If you want to check out her latest endeavors with um, the gun uh, self-defense, she, she goes to the shooting range a lot. She's taking me. She's teaching me how to uh, shoot guns. You're an
1: excellent shooter, by the way. Natural. Oh, you hear
0: that, creepers? <laughs> i've had stalkers before so we should do I, a
1: show on the range so they can we
0: should yeah. we really we should do that
1: in yes
0: <laughs> watch out creepers <laughs> all right thanks guys have a great weekend and we'll see you next time bye and
1: happy mother's